Good morning to all. To all a good morning. You're tuned in to your host, Mr. M.I.A., the Black Badger. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Dose on the Fly Zone. Want to give it to you guys real quick. I'm actually in the gym, but I didn't want to forget, and I told you I was going to try to start, you know, putting everything into what I do making it as organic as possible so you know if you hear a little background music that's because i'm in the gym and that's what you're hearing overhead even though i'm listening to a different collection through my wireless you know but today we're going to talk about a few interesting things uh you know this is kind of a random today uh actually i kind of on the sports note miss becky hammond says that my team in milwaukee bus will be interviewing her for the head coach position she's the first female head coach in the history of the nba the first female head coach in the history of the nba so we're going to see how that turns out uh i don't know maybe we should throw some health tips in there or you know uh to see what's going on in the news today really haven't had a chance got up came straight to the gym because that's what i like to do you know so uh welcome you guys for joining me today and i appreciate you being here with me and listening i'm going to get this work out of the muscles pump and get the blood flow to keep this machine running trump tight uh, <laughs> anyway had a little self thought so you guys stay tuned welcome to another episode of fly zone this is mr m-i-a coming up soon with your daily dose you don't go nowhere stay right there Wake up, wake up, wake up, everybody. We are back. You are now tuned into your host, Mr. MIA. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Dose on the Fly Zone. Glad to have you guys here. Got my morning workout in, feeling real good, energized, and ready to go. Oh, yeah. It's been a wonderful weekend, a lot of surprise things. I'm kind of disappointed in, disappointed in the New Orleans Pelicans. But I do realize that they are missing Boogie Cousins, which would have been a defining factor in the way this game is going now. So, with that being said, <laughs> if anyone has any other opinions or concerns about that statement, you know where to leave them. Uh, we're going to get more into a little sports later on. Something interesting I found. Uh, you guys know poor child from the hangover. <laughs> you trying to kill poor child? <laughs> well, anyway, it's something an interesting fact I did not know. Ken Jeong is also a licensed physician. How do I know this? Well, seems that he jumped off the stage in the middle of a set to give medical care to a, a fan who was having a seizure. So his story goes, Kim Jong is more than a comedian. He is also a lifesaver. The 48-year-old actor, best known for playing crazy Spanish teacher Ben Chang on Community and insane naked monster Mr. Child and Hangover, proved he's got much more in common with his character from his short-lived sitcom Dr. Kim. I didn't watch that much, but uh, yeah, I... I just was too busy, but I would have watched it because I'm a fan of Mr. Jean. But anyways, when he jumped into action to save a woman with a medical emergency during a stand-up set over the weekend, John, who began his career as a medical doctor and is currently licensed as a physician and surgeon in California, but does not practice medicine, was performing a stand-up live comedy club in Phoenix, Arizona on Saturday, when a woman in the audience suddenly had a seizure. 
the actress rep Michelle Margulos confirmed the news on John's timely medical intervention as first reported by TMZ. John was made aware of the woman's medical emergency and came down into the audience where he cleared the room for the woman and attended to her as the club staff called paramedics. As he helped the woman, he received assistance from a member of the audience who happens to be an EMT. Perfect timing. I mean, you, you just can't get any more coincidental than that. The stars will align, you know, the good the good Lord above. <clears throat> Excuse me, having a sip of my morning coffee was all there for her. They waited they waited with the woman until the ambulances arrived and she gained consciousness where she rushed, which is where then she was then rushed to the hospital. Heather Holmberg, who was in the audience at the time, took the Twitter to share her first-hand experience. A woman had a medical emergency during the show. Ken thinks it's heckling when people are asking for his help. He jumps off stage to assist, and EMT helped too. Then on the show, great night. He is gracious and grateful and flipping funny. Can you imagine that? He's sitting up there thinking someone's heckling him, and someone is actually having a seizure. I mean, wow. Wow, you can't get more real than that. So big ups to, you know, Tao for, you know, getting in there, saving the life and, you know, doing what he was supposed to do as a doctor. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, right place, right time. And, it, it, you know, he, he, he was just there. He was just there, you know. In other news and entertainment, it seems that... The Avengers Infinity Wars has hit the billion dollar mark. Now it's funny because I was just reading an article about the Star Wars, uh, and one of the actors, I can't think of her name right now, but you guys all know who I'm talking about. She actually had congratulated, you know, uh, all of the Avengers because you know, Disney had a hand in both movies. So, in a way, you know, they're different film production companies, but they're both competing, you know. And Star Wars to this date, I believe, uh, the original Star Wars is the biggest grossing i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure that's why i think i believe and i should know these things before i open my mouth but as i said you know this is something that's coming off the top of the head but i know star wars had grossed something close to maybe 1.5 billion dollars or one and a quarter billion dollars and Infinity Wars was well on its way. So they hit the billion dollar mark this weekend in the States and other places worldwide. But get this, it has not even opened in China as of yet. You know, I don't know, you know, what the particulars are with them being behind on the curve with the movies or whatnot, but it has not even opened in China. Now, imagine when it opens in China, how much money they will gross then. So people are kind of keeping an eye on this to see if it'll actually gross more than the Star Wars movie, The Jedi Attack. So now we also have a Solo, a Star Wars movie coming out too. So, you know, big, big things for both these production companies. Um, we're going to have to sit back and wait to see how this transpires you know mm. another sip of the java i like mine straight black <laughs> no pun intended but i do you know the stronger the better to get me up so uh we're gonna come back in one second you can talk about something you know i always got to give you the good with the grim and it's something that i see happening in my city you know when warmer weather the clowns come out the box man and it's just like you know it's crazy so you know here in my city we had you know two people shot in the, in, in the process of an hour between each other chicago man our next door neighbor chicago gun violence 74 people were shot in the past week as temperatures warm and much you know, more on that and you know like i said the good with the bad i'll be back with you guys in a second you know the kentucky derby was a, was a good um runoff too i think a, a, a 
particular company or trainer, I'm not sure. My cousin used to actually go to Kentucky Derby every year, and I'm going to be linking up with him a little later, too. You know, I'm going to have to ask him to see if he still goes. But I know I saw something, you know, out there about uh, maybe it was a horse or the company that breeds the horses had won their 144th Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. So, you know, very interesting right there. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break, sip some more of this coffee to get my engine running right. You know, get me up and ready to go for the rest of the morning with you guys. You guys stay tuned. This is Mr. MIA, the Black Badger. You are now tuned into the Daily Dose on this episode of The Fly Zone on Acre FM. Do not go anywhere, North Mill, for real. I'm watching you. Alright, we are back. We are back. Some more disheartening news, but you know what? Coming where I come from, it's unfortunate to say this has become the norm. You know, it's it's nothing surprising or shell shocking, you know, to me because I've seen it for so many years and you know, it's unfortunate when a person has to say they become accustomed to this to the nature of things. You know, I'm not going to say it is what it is because change is always possible, but it's nothing new that I haven't seen or experienced myself. So, but over the weekend, it seems that Chicago has once again went up. Uh, we have at least 54 shootings this week. Some uh, total 28 people were shot since Friday, including the ATF officer in Chicago. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, when it starts to get warm, you know, you know, the shootings are going to pick up, you know, and it's just crazy. It's just all, it's like, in hindsight, you know, these things, it's second nature, like, and I was just, and before I even read this article, I was just saying that, you know, um, I was telling one of my partners, I said, man, you know what, it's about to get warm, you know, and I can just tell the activity, the way people, you know, are acting and their behavior. I said, this this warm weather is going to be something else, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's just, the recent warm weather may have played a role in the crime surge. After frigid first four months of 2018, the city had seen a 22% drop in murders and a 26% decrease in shootings compared with the same period last year, according to the Chicago Police Department. But this week's gun violence seems to have put an end to safer streets. Since Saturday morning, bullets killed two men and wounded 16 others, including a 12-year-old boy. Some other 28 people were shot since Friday, totaling at least 54 shootings this week. Law enforcement officers were not spared. On Friday, an agent from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF was working undercover when he was shot in the face in one of the most dangerous parts of the city. That city would be in the backyards that is currently controlled by a lot of gang members, but it's a stronghold of the Almighty Saints organization. I need an escort to Explicit words, hospital right now, officer hit, audio from police radio dispatch was heard and captured by broadcastify.com. Manhunt underway for gunmen who shot the ATF agent in the face. Quote, I've ordered specialized units in the area to ensure the safety of the community residents and conduct a manhunt for anyone involved in this rehensible 
reprehensible crime. Eddie T. Johnson, superintendent of the Chicago Police Department, said in response to the shootings, hundreds of officers are searching for the suspect. They came in through the door. A lot of agents, a local business owner told CBS News. But focusing on finding the person involved in the ATF agent's attack has infuriated some local residents. They say gunfire in the neighborhoods happens daily, but they don't see the same police response, which I can totally agree. You know, it's an unfortunate incident what happened to this man. You know, I, I just, me, myself personally, and this is my bias. This is my bias because I've seen it, I've been in it, and I lived it. When you see these news stories about people saying how just these acts of violence are, they're, they're, un, they're uncomprehensible. Well, they, they, they can't be comprehended. You know, that these acts are just so atrocious. You know, it's not to say that they aren't, but it makes me think like, you know, hey, where, where, have, you, where have you been? This has been happening in my neighborhood forever. You never get the same response, you know, and there's nothing to negate to say, oh, well, you know, the blacks are killing each other. You know, you guys do that. You know, there's all these different excuses, but... It's like, don't ask why, ask how. There's always been a pure philosophy of mine. Don't ask why this happened, ask how it happened. Things came to be this way for a certain reason. You know? And it's kind of like when one of their own gets shot or injured, all hell breaks loose. One of us is just, oh, this is what they're used, their normal thing is anyway. This is what they normally do. Now, for me, it's like, although this in a lot of ways is a true statement it still doesn't negate the fact that it shouldn't be happening regardless of how often or how much or by who it should not be happening and ways should be sought to stop it I understand that you know there's manpower and there's all kind of other circumstances and things that need to be involved but it's like the response is almost immediate I've seen firsthand with my own eyes where the police have stood and done nothing. This is from personal experience. I've watched the police actually see crimes being committed, even though they might be the pay, but they, then they, they'll laugh it off like it's nothing because to them, this is so commonplace. Why should we do anything? They only respond when they're made to respond. Anyway, moving on back to the article, it says, <clears throat> just because you're wearing a badge, it matters more. How do you think that makes us feel? One protest asked. Chicago police say they want to build a relationship with residents in that neighborhood. More than $60,000 is being offered as a reward for any information leading to the arrest in the ATF shooting. The ATF agency is expected to make a, ATF agent is expected to make a full recovery. You know, just in my city of Milwaukee this weekend, you know, there there people have been shot. Um, there was one shooting, I believe, that was Friday or Saturday afternoon and there was uh, uh, I believe multiple two to four people shot and I have to go back and, and actually check it but I know for a fact two people were shot and maybe from what I understand a separate instance, incidents uh, within an hour between each other you know I think both uh, individuals in these uh, shootings are expected to survive, which is a good thing. You know, people, people, my people out there, if you're listening, if you tuned in, you know, I know it's hard in the hood. 
You know, I know it is. But we have got to find a better way. We're all, you know, what it boils down to is that we're all angry. And a lot of us don't know how to express our anger. A lot of us really don't. You know, um, and I'm going to talk more about that piece in a second. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, scroll back to some of the things that we were talking about, um, you know, and just kind of bounce around here. But I want to take a second to talk about that. And, and I'm not going to use this right now because I'm informing you guys on some other stuff. But, you know, um, that's what, you know, that we're, we're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to talk about that. And I want to take some time out to uh, speak about that. So, uh, coming up. Oh, yeah. Something interesting, too. Uh, with Twitter, a comedian out of California had actually, <laughs> he apparently called it, it was a joke. He was he threatened Draymond, uh, Draymond Green after the Pelicans and uh, Golden State game. Hope told him that he hoped that he was would be shot in the face after leaving the game i mean it's not i'm not making light of it it's just you know geez man the stuff that you hear is just like almost unbelievable man you know and it's like dude you really didn't think you people know you you have over a hundred thousand followers on twitter you tweet this and you did not think that people would respond in the way they did i mean come on bro i mean you you can't have been you couldn't have been in entertainment that long if you didn't know that you know what i'm saying i mean come on like seriously anyway the story goes he said he's apologized for the you know the, the edgy joke so a comedian is apologizing for a social media post in which he hopes Golden State Warriors forward Draymond. I keep messing up his name, and I'm not a big fan of Draymond Green, but I'm not messing up his name intentionally. Golden State forward Draymond Green gets shot in the face, leaving the arena after Game Four of a playoff series against the Pelicans. The comedian's name is Andrew Polk. Said the post, which also alludes to high gun violence rates in New Orleans, was meant as a quote unquote edgy joke Polk said he wishes no harm to anyone over a simple game his twitter account has since then deleted been deleted now so apparently uh after he tweeted this he also added a commentary saying the chances are like 37 percent on this happening once he left you know the, the arena in new orleans his account was deleted for a couple of hours and then when it came back online he did send the apology but then it was deleted again uh, Green's teammate Wes had a response to that saying, man, fuck you. Excuse my French, but you know, that's exactly what he said. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure other people are looking at it like, yeah, man, you know, that's, you're not selling that here, man, for you to say that. But he did admit that, you know, and even myself as a sports fan, you know, I'm not going to lie. So, you know, I get heated in games too. I say a lot of craziness, you know, and I do. And I'm not going to sit, sit and say that it's right. And I'm not going to say that, you know, my judgment is right at the time. I'm just telling you that I'm aware that I say some things that, you know, I'm like, oh, man, you know, I was in the heat of the moment. And I probably shouldn't have said it. And it's just like it, the shit happens, you know. And I'm not justifying what he said in the way he said it. But, you know, I might go on a rant. You know, this guy didn't go on a rant. He actually said something that was uh, articulated and articulated to the point where he actually added statistics and chances of this happening. So this was pretty well thought out. When I'm just screaming like, you fucking ass, what the, you know, shit, you get the fuck off, you know, if I'm saying something like that, excuse my, my friends, you know, but. 
Oh, sorry about that. I had to just kind of gather my thoughts because I want you guys to understand, you know, shit does happen, and I believe that. And I'm I'm a forefront person to say that because shit has happened with me. Like I said, but, you know, listen to it yourself, and then you leave any comments or what you think, you know, this guy, should he be forgiven, his honest mistake, he the passion, whatever, as a sports fan. You know, I hope Draymond Green gets shot in the face as soon as he leaves the arena. Comma, which looking at the citywide stats, comma is like thirty-seven percent. Now, that's, a, that's a, a, it's not as technical technical as it can be, but it is very technical. You know, me and he put some thought into it. So, I don't know, guys. You guys tell me what's up. I don't want to make this too elongated. I want to get some other news out here for you guys and talk about some things. Um, I want to pull some out of the. Uh, the uh, health area today is I always try to leave a bit of information for health for my people and just people in general but you know especially my people you know it's one of those things that I like to see more of our culture get into so I want you guys don't touch that dial this is your host Mr. MIA the Black Badger North Man for real you're tuned into the Daily Dose on the Fly Zone on Anchor FM remember you can check out my podcast on Overcast and iTunes you can also go on Anchor FM anchor.fm.com and download the app Mr. MIA to listen to more of these episodes you can also find me at 414CE on Twitter or my Instagram account Milwaukee County 414 at yahoo.com if you like what I'm doing here then please leave your comments and also share it with people and see what they think I need you guys to help me grow and I'll grow with you you don't go nowhere touch that dial I'll be right back Alright, so let's discuss this for a second. I have tennis elbow, which is crazy because I started feeling a certain way like when I'm working out and I get these pains. I wonder where it's coming from. For one, it can get, you know, it's very bad. I don't want to say depressing. It's just like, you know, I want to work out and if some stuff is my workout, I'm just not complete without working out. So I'm pretty sure many people suffer from this condition, but some people may not know what it is. So just as an overview, tennis elbow, which is once again, what we call the lateral epicodontalis is a painful condition that occurs when tendons in your elbow are overloaded, usually by repetitive motions of the wrist and arm. Despite its name, athletes aren't the only people who develop tennis elbow. People whose job feature the types of motions that can lead to tennis elbow include plumbers, painters, carpenters, and butchers. Now, the pain of the elbow occurs primarily with the tendons of your forearm muscles attached to a bony bump on the outside of your elbow. Pain can also spread to your forearm and wrist. For me, it's on the very side of my arm. So when I'm doing jackhammers or my outside shoulders, you know, once again, it starts stretching out. I feel it and I'm like, man, this hurts. You know, and it's something like, I, I got to get down to the bottom of this. So anyway, you know, it's, it's an inflammatory condition often, um... Taking it, you get it in your dominant arm, and by me, you know, see, and I'm right-handed, so there's ways to actually prevent tennis elbow. You know, it's one of those things. Like, man, I can't work out. Well, I can, but it's like some of the moves that I favor the most. You know, when I'm working out, uh, you know, actually stifled because of this. So, what we're gonna do is today, I'm gonna give you guys 
some jewels and drop you some jewels on how to deal with this tennis elbow situation is actually something that I'm using myself you know well first things we always talk about like in the kitchen there are certain anti-inflammatory herbs that can actually help along with tennis elbow and I'm gonna post this article on my Twitter account at 414CE but they're the top seven and this is produced to you by the Bulletproof blog the Top seven anti-inflammatory herbs and spices herbs. Herbs. <laughs> the top seven anti-inflammatory herbs and spices for bulletproof cooking. This particular article is done by Mr. Dave Asprey of Bulletproof. Okay. So we're gonna start out with number one, which is the herb that I've used before. I've taken capsules of this, you know, for and it helps for bodybuilding. Turmeric. Okay, turmeric is a very good herb. Um, it's used in a lot of medical treatments, and it's also good for the body and has other health benefits. So that's number one. Number two, a favorite, also a favorite of mine is cayenne. Cayenne is very good and inflammatory. Number three is ginger. Number four is cinnamon. Number five is cloves. Number six is sage, and number seven is rosemary. Okay, so those are the seven top inflammatory herbs that you can use. Now, I have a juicer at home, and at one point I was using, you know, ginger in a recipe that I had. I didn't, I don't think I used it long enough to say what the effects were, but in a lot of articles that I have read, I've always seen that ginger is the one uh, herb that pops up a lot. It included turmeric, you know. I love cayenne too, so this this whole list one through seven is all on, on my on my radar. You know, I'm using the stuff, all right? <laughs> I'm using the stuff. So, once again, I'm going to post uh, the seven anti-inflammatory herbs and spices for Bulletproof Cooking by Mr. Dave Asprey. This is from the Bulletproof blog. It will be on my Twitter account at 414CE. You can go through the article yourself. Got some good information in there, and I hope you guys, you know, are also able to benefit from it as I have. Along with those... I'm going to actually post a couple of other things about the uh, tennis elbow, you know, in this condition. So you can find it at my um, Twitter account at 414CE once again. You know, describe it, you know, it's going to describe a lot of ways you can actually address this issue of tennis elbow because it's not comfortable, you know. And once again, knowledge is power. There's more, you, you guys have more knowledge to actually know how to address this. How to address this condition and actually help to heal it and prevent it from happening again then my job at the end of the day part of my job is done uh also uh you guys are gonna find from the people over at uh pmc there is a diagram of exercises that you can do to flex the elbow a muscle strengthening program all right now go over there and check out this muscle strength it's very detailed tell you exactly what to do if you're a beginner whether your pain is moderate or severe if it's severe number one thing always go talk to your primary and go see a doctor okay but here's a couple of exercises that's going to actually help to alleviate the pain help to strengthen those muscles in that area and perhaps for it to actually after a few weeks never come back again so check it out tell me what you think and leave your comments that's all going to be posted at my twitter account at 414ce where you can find that all right coming up next uh shoot you know what i'm gonna surprise you guys <laughs> i'm gonna surprise you shit i don't even know you know but it's a couple of uh topics i got to choose from and then we're gonna close this episode of the daily dose out so you guys don't go anywhere this is your host mr m i a on anchor f 
M, North Mill for real, the Black Badger. You can reach me at, at 414CE where you can find most of these articles or hit me up on my Instagram account, Milwaukee County 414. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. You guys do not touch that radio dial. Stay where you're at with me and I will be back at you in one second. Don't move. I told you I got my eyes on you. Hold on. tuned in to the daily dose on the fly zone this is your host mr m.i.a the black badger north mill for real on anchor fm i decide the way i want to close this the way i want to close this segment out now is to talk about something that i mentioned before with the conditions between the police you know local police in in general and um, especially the african-american community you know, it's a funny thing because I was thinking, you know, and I want to make this clear and hope that you guys can understand where I'm coming from because, you know, as I always point out, once again, this may be used with a little bias, but it seems that there is something that really needs to be addressed. Now, here's a situation, Okay. From when I used to be a youngster and a hothead, you know, there was always, of course, you know, if you're from the city and this may sound a little harsh, you know, you like, fuck the police, you know, and it's just where we're coming from, it may not be a reason that if you have not been raised in an environment and lived under those conditions, you wouldn't understand why the aggression, why the statement was put forth with, okay? So, just imagine that, you know, a, a person, you know, a teenager, from the inner city, you know, with this mentality, you know, what the fuck you stopping me for, what you pulling me over for, you ain't got something, you always harassing the black man, now, back there, you know, I had this feeling that I, that I knew things were wrong, and it was just a feeling, this is what those expressions of that feeling was, and this is prior to, you know, I was always a, 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 a pretty smart person overall, you know, on my toes, you know, quick on my feet. And, but this was just the feeling, this was the environment, like, you know, this is the, 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 what the environment, you know, taught you, and because of particular reasons why. Fast forward years later, you know, much more refined, much more wiser and intelligent and understanding the nature of why things are. Now, this is this is the mind state that I want to put you guys in. I want you to see these, this thing from, you know, have, I want you, I'm going to invite this perception and so you people can understand the, the my perception of this okay so come from being stopped and making the situation worse because frankly at that time I knew that was the cause and the reason for but I didn't understand why it was just the thing to do you know coming from that and coming to now to where there's there's becomes a situation where the police is involved where you even actually even approach an officer for what particular reason legitimate reason okay or you're stopped by the police and then you get a sense of, wait, hold on now. This isn't proper. I'm not being treated fairly. I think that with my level of education, that this is something that, that I should address in an appropriate manner. I have literally personally spoke to police officers and say, officer, I'm a taxpayer 
and I believe what is going on is for some respectfully, very similarly, and is still received the same treatment as that teenager, that hot-headed teenager from a while ago. I get the feeling it's like certain officers, not all officers are, are bad. Ironically, the thing is, I haven't come in contact with too many of the, of the good ones. You know, I probably can count on one hand, and that's kind of 50-50 on its face in itself. And this isn't the, to bash, but the thing is, we all see what's going on. I mean, it's clear as day. We all see what's going on, you know. And whether or not you want to speak about it or want to be truthfully honest about the environment and what's happening, about, you know, the, especially African-Americans who are being attacked by these officers, you know, is another issue in itself. People see what's going on, but nobody wants to say anything about it, or they'll find reasons and ways to justify it. Now, me having experience dealing with law enforcement, actually, you know, uh, I've been to prison. I've experienced the whole systematic process of it. So this is, I'm speaking from firsthand experience. You know, I've dealt with this mostly my entire life. So this is firsthand experience. This is something that I read out of a book or looking at statistics or third-party information that I've gathered talking to several individuals. No, this is personal, up-close, first-hand experience. Excuse me, I'm having my morning coffee. Uh, and I think there's a lot of things that need to be in place. I don't know for a fact or how extensive psychological tests are of individuals before they're allowed to join division of the law enforcement but there needs to be certain fail safes and mind you a test you a person can you know you, you can you can pass a test with flying colors blind through it and whatnot you know I, I get all that all right but there's this degree especially where I live you're from Milwaukee and most of these people police are from outlying suburbs Waukesha uh, New Berlin what have you and they only know the functions or understand what they know of from the media news nothing and so they come in with this mindset like you know these people you know the people of these neighborhoods they you know they, they, they're without they're without morals without values they're, they're 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 extremely violent and from what you see on this face some to a degree of that it is true but what's my what's my perspective don't ask don't ask why no, no, has how. You know, what's the underlying reasons? If you're going to do a job, then I think that you should do the job to the best of your ability and be thorough in the job you're doing. Understand the nature of the job you're doing, especially when you're dealing with people. Especially when you're dealing with people. You have to have a certain type of personal characteristic, a type of personality to be able to deal with people, you know, from all walks of life, from different degrees of separation. And I think the treatment of a lot of our Caucasian counterparts is very biased. I think it's racially based. And I think that there's a lot of prejudice that comes into that job. And when you have that will, that type of power in order to enforce, you can change someone's life dramatically. I mean, without a doubt, dramatically. 
Oh, yeah, I've been treated wrongfully. I've been disrespected by officers, and I've approached them with the utmost respect and common sense and talked to them. And it's like, you know, who are you? You can't tell me that. And I've witnessed the same thing with, you know, it'll be an officer, a Caucasian officer, who stops another Caucasian person. And they'll say along the line the same thing. And it's their level head. Oh, yeah, I truly understand. See, that's the thing. They can relate to them because they're of their own kind. They can relate to them. Oh, yeah, you know, it's possible with you. You know, I can relate to you. But when it comes to African men, like, you know, no, this is, this is impossible. You're, you're, you know, this is, no, no, that's not something that, because it just doesn't work that way. And it's that mentality, largely in part, is the reason why we're in the, finding ourselves in the position today. So with the article I was talking about earlier with the Chicago cops and how people uh, feel that they put more due diligence into finding the shooter of one of their own and not the same amount of due diligence when someone from the community is shot, I think is justifiable for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. That anger is there for a lot of reasons. And mainly because of the explanation I just gave you. There, there is disproportionate treatment when addressing matters of the inner city and the minority community as a whole. So it's something that we need to talk about. It's something that, you know, that... Its implementation was on the way with the prior administration, but now, no, no. And you don't have to agree with me, especially, you know, if you have to share your opinion, and that's fine. But until you've lived it, until you've actually come down to see what's going on, to get a real good understanding of what's going on, then, you know, I think that, you know, your perceptions are misplaced. You know? And this is something that's personal. I hold very personal to me. So like I said, you guys have any objections, concerns, or comments? Do you agree, disagree? Let me know. Hit me up. You know, you can hit me up on, you know, Instagram. You can hit me up uh, at my Twitter account at 414CE. Leave a message with me here at Anchor FM. You know, signing out for the day. Um, I hope the show was okay for you guys. Give me some ideas on, on what we can do, what we can talk about, you know, and I'm here for you. You know, I'm, I'm here to listen. I'm here to talk. <laughs> Run my damn mouth. All right, so this is your host, Mr. M.I.A., tuning out from another edition of the Daily Dose from the Fly Zone, the Black Badger. And it was nice having you guys. I'm getting ready to work on another edition. Work, 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 work. Try to keep this consistent as possible. Yo, make sure you reach out, man, and, and uh, people. And thank you for joining me. You know, I really appreciate it. Until next time, this is Mr. M.I.A. I'm out of here. Peace and love, and everybody stay productive until the next time.